Welcome to the Lucha Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Kang, a sound designer by day, but by night I'm a pro wrestling connoisseur, the proud owner of two kittens, and the host of this, the Lucha Lounge Podcast. This podcast is all about giving interesting people an unfiltered form to share their ideas and stories with everyone out there. So thanks for listening. Here we go. On the eighth episode of the Lucha Lounge podcast, I talked to an up-and-coming R&B artist. We talk about how he got into the music industry, his songwriting and creative process, as well as his upcoming mixtape, The Cornerstone. I had a really great time talking to him. He's a very insightful and deliberate guy when it comes to his creative process. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. So please welcome my guest, Cobb. Boom, and we're live. Yes, sir. I am here with hip-hop and R&B artist, Kabi. What's going on, man? Welcome to the Lucha Lounge Podcast, brother. Thank you, thank you. It's lit in here. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, it's a work in progress, but uh, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, sure. So I say this every time I start a podcast, but I have been looking forward to it for a long time. And mm-hmm. actually, we set this up months ago. Yeah. And so I've been like looking forward to it for a while, and I'm really excited that you're here. Um, dude, your music is just awesome thank you man um it is really almost like a re-emergence of that straight up r&b music yeah, trying to bring it back but like twist it up a little bit yeah you know and you got no like rappers on there which i appreciate sometimes yeah because <laughs> you know like I, I read this recently where the rapper feature is like the new guitar solo oh you know what i mean i feel that yeah you have like a, a good song and then just to add something in the break, you got to have a rapper in there. But you don't do that too much. Uh, no. Um, really, because like, I can rap. So if I need a rapper, I'll just do it myself. Nice. Also, I just like, uh, so even when I was younger, I was just always in the studio alone. Mm-hmm. So I've never been someone to like really reach out to other people when it comes to the music, which, you know, might be a fault. But like, that's how I, I learned how to do this. So like, when I write a song, it's like, these are all my ideas. I've said everything I want to say, how I want to say it. I didn't write it with someone else in mind, so right. I just try to do it on myself. So you don't do any co-writing or anything like that? Um, I do like with some of my friends, but then that's it's set up from the beginning. It's like, we're going to do a song together. Gotcha. It's not like, oh, I have this song, bro, jump on it. It's like, mm. They know like that's not even, that's just not going to happen. Like, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so then let's start at the very beginning, man. Um, How'd you get into music? How'd you get into singing and the industry like this? Uh, I started real young. So I grew up in the church. My dad's a pastor. So they recognized real early that I was like into music and singing. So I was up there singing at like five, six years old, just for like, you know, church choir, church sure. in front of everybody. So I got comfortable just being in front of people and singing. And then I was always in chorus and, you know, school and stuff. And then around like 12, my dad had a studio built in his base in our basement because he was like recording. He was doing radio Whoa. like messages and stuff. So uh, they were sending it all over the world, and he couldn't just keep going back and forth to the radio station to do it. Uh, gotcha. So we were like recording, pre-recording, and then sending and then it to sending them. It, yeah. And then like he set it up one day. I came home from school, and there's just like a studio in my basement. And my uncle's like, "Do you want to learn?" I was like, "Yeah, just teach me start and stop, and like I'll figure the rest out." He's right. like, "Yeah, no." So he taught me like how to create a new track how to add audio, and how to press record. How long ago was this? Uh, I was 12. So this was like 2004, three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you like, guys were running Pro Tools and stuff like that. Yeah, so pro, I learned on Pro Tools. Nice. Like, Me too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I yeah. was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. And then after that? Uh, after that, so it started with like, you know, 12 singing covers, just learning how, to, how it works. And then I wrote my first song, and I was like, yep. This is what I'm doing. This, wow. this is it. How'd your uh, family feel about you choosing this as kind of your passion? They knew. It had been what I'd been doing right. since I could like make my own decisions as like a kid. So no one was, wasn't new. Super supportive. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, awesome. That's always a good one because it's not always like that. Yeah. You know, parents, you know, when, when they see their kid going into a creative field, they're like, oh, I wish it was maybe something a little bit more stable. stable, a little bit more money and stuff like that. But man, that's, I think it's really important to have the support yeah, of your parents. I for mean, sure. I know I went through a similar thing when I decided to go this way, but um, 
Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Okay, so how old are you? 26 now. 26. And you've been doing it for a minute then. Yeah. What is that? Like 14 years in? Yeah. Yeah. So, How has your music developed since the first song to now? Um, I've went through phases of like what I, who I wanted to be as an artist. Like mm-hmm. when I first started, I really loved like John Legend. So like I was oh. playing the piano. He's still amazing. I still love him. Yeah. But like I wanted to do that. And I thought that was what I could do. So, so I was you like, play piano too? Yeah. Man. I stopped a little. Like, I'm not as good as I used to be. Like, right. 12, I was really in there. Yeah. Um. So I was, like, you know, playing the piano, singing these love songs and stuff. And then, like, as I was growing up, I was like, this, I can't sit behind a piano. I just don't, that's not my energy. Right. Like, I like to be on stage and, like, do my thing. So then I started rapping. And then I was like, I'm not going to sing. It's soft. I'm going to be a rapper. Oh, you want to so, like, be? Yeah, I was like. You want to be hard. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, 16. Like, nah. Sure. Like, I'm out here rapping. So then I did that. And then I got good at rapping. And I was, like, really with it. And then all the people close to me was like, yeah, this is dope, bro. But like, we know you. Mm. We know you're completely hiding from the fact that you sing. Right. Like, stop that. Go sing. So like, after a while, I was like, adding more and more melody into the music. And I was like, this is like, this is natural. Like, stop fighting it. So then I just figured out how to mesh them and just create the new sound that like, I've cultivated for now. Yeah, because in your most recent tracks, like Euphoria, right? Yeah. And you're kind of rapping and you're kind of singing. And then so it is really a amalgamation of those yeah. two sides of you. It's the hybrid. Man, that song Euphoria is, that's something else, man. That's Thank really you, nice. Thank you, bro. Um, as a mix engineer, I was I, I threw it up in the studio and I, you don't really hear really lush mixes like that anymore. Yeah. Whoever did that was on point. I mean, with the production. For sure. Shout out, shout out John Doe on the mix. Shout out my boy B Pharmacist on the beat. It took a while. Like I wrote it and we did a couple of mixes with some other people and it was just like, this isn't the sound. Because like even the whole point of the song is like euphoria, like being lost in this, you know, like this super lush, super crazy like world. I wanted to bring a sound that was like full. You don't know where you're at. It's like you're floating and just. And that's what it feels audio. like, especially yeah. with that that uh, whistle sample in the beginning oh man and then the how you switch it with that filter on the beat and then like turns up and then at the end turns back on man that was yeah i love stuff like that because i'm a sound designer too Mm -hmm. so i really pay attention to stuff and then you guys did great work with like panning effects it really now as you explain it with the whole i wanted people to feel like they're floating Mm -hmm. and in this state of euphoria the music really really lends itself to that feeling that's awesome to hear that man it was kind of pulled it off (laughs) yeah and i'd wanted to mention this so many you know up-and-coming artists more with the rappers i feel like Mm -hmm. it's just the beat and i'm on top of it yeah you know what i mean it's a beat and i'm on top of it even with some of the the newer r&b people that like you know up and go youtube or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just here's the song i'm singing on top of it might as well go to karaoke right yeah that no but this yeah. Your voice was right in there, right in the pocket. All the stuff gave you room. Uh, the whole mix, all the instruments gave you room. And I was really impressed with that. So yeah. what was that process like? Recording that, writing it? Give me the the details on that. Recording it. So I wrote that song last year, 2017. Um, the beginning, the first section just came. Like I was, I got the beat from Matt. And I was just in the studio. Like it just came. You know, Whoa. Like that. Yeah. It just like happened. And then I was like, it's lit. And then the second verse, I sat there for like hours and I was just pacing in the room trying to, because it was like that weird cadence. Mm, yeah. and it's like almost off, but it's not. In the pocket. In the pocket. Like yep. it was, it had to really be in the pocket. And so that took a while. And then like I finally got it. My friend was like checking in on me like every like two hours. He's like, oh, you got it? And I was like, ah, no. And then like, <laughs> finally, yeah, like finally it's like three in the morning. And I was just like, yes. Mm. And I had done it. And then. So I was going to leave the song after the after the second verse and the hook comes back in. I was going to end it there. Hmm. And I had some friends that were like, yeah, it's perfect. It's short. People are going to want more. And I was just like, it doesn't feel complete. So I'll say like a couple weeks later, I went and did the bridge at the end and then brought the hook back in. I was like, this is it. This is now the complete. I took it everywhere I wanted to go with it. Where are you recording? Um, We're in the basement, man. I'm in my friend's crib. I have my studio set up in the basement. Right. And you know, kicking it, it old school. That is, uh, <laughs> I really like that, like guerrilla recording, we yeah. call it, because it is, you don't really need to go to a large format recording studio anymore unless mm. you want, there's a couple of things. If you want string section, probably you got to uh, go. Yeah. Or if you want um, 
live drums. Mm-hmm. It's probably you need a bigger space to get that live sound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, people like even big artists, they're like, why would I pay, you know, $500 an hour when I can build a legit recording studio in my garage for like 30K, mm-hmm. you know? And then, yeah, I mean, that really opens up a world of creativity for you. You record whenever you want. Whenever I want. There's no, I'm not worried about the money of like, I have spent $100 on this two hours. I have to figure this all out right now. It's right. like, I can take my time. Do you work well under pressure? Yeah. I kind of like it. I like when it's like, this needs to be done right now. And like, you got to do it. There's no there's no escape to it right now. And I, that's when I like, come alive. I love that. But with like recording, writing, I don't really like that because I like to take my time and like, really flesh out my ideas and figure everything out but you know like performances or just like when someone needs a verse and they're like i'm trying to put it out on oh. friday it's tuesday like can you do it and i'm like yeah and then i'm like then it's the pressure cooker and then so you do like i both. do like it but yeah. like for myself it's like my music usually i won't put that type of restriction on myself just because huh. because you want it to be as honest as possible yeah i don't want to feel rushed so what's your writing process like um so with me it all starts with the melodies mm. and like the sound what this how this music is gonna go so usually if you ever like see me in the beginning of the session i'm just spitting gibberish over the beat getting a bunch of melodies different flows that i want so i'll do like three four just go through the whole song there's no words make sense yeah it's just just all melodies almost like scatting yeah Yeah. for sure and then like i'll go back listen the ones i'll remember i'll be like i liked that and then i'll start like piecing together how i want the music like the song to flow It'll be like gibberish. If you look at my phone, there's a bunch of like song name, first gibberish draft. And then <laughs> then I'll go back That's in, awesome. pick it. Then I start writing words and like it changes the draft a little bit. But then like I just fit the words in. Once I like get the gib- the melody, then I know what I want to say overall. Then I just break it down and like how do I make this story make sense? Or how do I make this idea flow? Like how do you, you know what I'm saying from beginning to end? It's not just like random. Right, right. And then, yeah, then we just put the words in and then go back re-record the whole thing right but you start with the melody yeah 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 almost always really yeah when it comes time to write the words do you feel like sometimes starting with a cadence and starting with a melody kind of places a restriction on the words that you're using um it can because like essentially you are forcing syllables into Into a a pattern yeah Yeah. so yeah but that's kind of I kind of like that. It's like a puzzle. Hmm. It's like, I already know, like, yeah, I have the frame. I know what this puzzle is supposed to look like. Now I have to put these pieces in to make it make sense. Right. So once, and then like, I get creative with that. It's like, I have this idea of like what I want to say. And it's like, you have to say it like this. So how, what words make sense to make what you're saying make sense and still flow and not sound like you just rushed yeah. a bunch of things to like right. make it make sense. So like, I like that. That's also one of my biggest pet peeves when people put in extra syllables just for the sake to of it. Fill in, yeah, yeah, to fill it. Uh, Come on. Those three words were unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, man. I mean, I always I always say, man, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Simple songwriting is always the best, I feel like. For sure. Unless you're trying to make a statement with how fast you're singing or how fast you're rapping. Mm-hmm. I mean, then it's different, right? Yeah. Or, Go Kendrick on him. That's yeah, fine. exactly. <laughs> like, then I mean, then his delivery becomes the instrument almost. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but like when it comes to, especially your style with that smooth vocals and stuff mm. like that, I feel like um, yeah, less is always more for me for sure. in general. In yeah. general, there are always exceptions. Um, do you have a producer or are you producing yourself? Um, I have a couple. I usually work with my boy B Pharmacist, my boy Manny Ill. Shout out Manny. And um, Faye Astro and his boy. So, like, they're the, called the eighth together. But those are really, like, the main producers that I work with. Um, I get random production from people here and there. But, like, they've, like, helped me create my sound just because they have different sounds. But whenever they, there's certain things they all do that it's, like, they'll send it to me. Like, I know you'll you'll kill this. Right, right, right. So, like, so like my tape is just them. Uh, I already started my next tape, and it's just them. And now I'm writing the third one. Oh wow. So you got a lot of stuff on the burners. Yeah. So really like the mu- like having the music is not hasn't been a problem. People are like, yo, drop, drop. And I'm like, I have the music. It's that we don't have the branding. We don't have the like oh. packaging all done. 
And when I was younger, I was just like putting out music and it wasn't going anywhere because like I didn't have any plan. And that's not smart. There's no right. reason. It's like business now. So it's like we have to package this correctly. So now a lot of it is like packaging it correctly, like putting together the visuals mm. so that it hits. And like people are like, oh, this is real. He's not like, yeah, I'm in the basement, but you wouldn't know that. No. From what you see, you would have no idea. So I was very surprised yeah. when you said that you recorded in the basement. Yeah. I mean, these days you can do amazing things in the box, but even mm. the vocal production was yeah. was top notch, man. I was uh, I was very impressed. Thank you. Um, you mentioned the visuals and that's such a huge part of your whole vibe like even the album cover of euphoria mm-hmm. it reflects that whole floating like airy yeah. and it and that shines light on the mix and everything it ties everything together so how important are visuals to uh, you they're very important especially nowadays where everything is on social media and it's mm-hmm. like if people can't see it sometimes it just won't resonate with them if there's nothing that grabs their attention their eye you're, you're gonna float right by so like uh that was something i had to learn because again i was i was always just like the music It'll yeah. speak, it'll speak. It's like, it will, but how many people are you going to reach? Yeah. Like, how many how many times do you get to put your phone next to somebody's ear? Or, like, get them to click on a random picture. Like, they're not going to do that if it doesn't look like something grandiose. They don't, they yeah. have to, like, see something amazing, and then they'll be like, oh, and there's music? Oh, okay, I get it. So, like, now it's like, I have to slow everything down. Because hmm. it's like, they have to make sense for the song. They have to make sense for me, and then for the overall thing we're trying to build. So it's like, making sure I don't give out inconsistent everything is cohesive yeah it's all cohesive yeah yeah so one of the um the videos on your youtube page um that i noticed was proof yeah what was the process like in making that because the production value well first of all it's very simple looking video Mm -hmm. right not in a negative way right but there's not like you know tons of graphics or like crazy backdrop it's like in a house or in a Mm -hmm. forest and stuff like that so but the production value on it is very high. Yeah. Shout out to Nice and Visions. How um, did that how did that all come together? Uh so me and him just went we had a we had so we had planned a whole different video that was way more grandiose. We had to like go we were trying to rent cars and get cabins and all this stuff. And it was an awesome idea, but it was like, yo, none of us have the money to pull this <laughs> off or time. Like we just it's an amazing idea, but we can't do it. So take this idea, we're going to shrink it down to a manageable size, and then we're going to focus on making it just look crazy in its simplicity. Right. So then we just like took out a bunch of scenes. We just like we wanted to be in the forest. So we're like, all right, we'll focus on that, and we want to make it like relatable. We want people to feel like this could happen. I could be this could be a me and Kavi story. Yeah. Like any girl, like that could be any girl listening. Yeah. The dude could be like that. I've been in this scenario. Like this is all makes sense, yeah. and it's not out yeah. of your realm of like real life. But we just had to make it look crazy, so that people felt like although this is something I could deal with, it wouldn't look like this. Like this right. is kind of not out of my league, but it's like it's very cinematic, man. Yeah, it's like this is a movie of like something I, of my life. Like right. I wanted everyone to feel like connected to it. Like I get this. I probably you probably dealt with a similar situation. Yeah, man. I, I felt like I felt like the video was was very relatable, especially. That scene where you're sitting at the table, there's like security guards behind you, and the guy mm. comes and shakes your hand like that. You know that's a Mecca, right? Oh, is that him? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mecca. Yeah, it was made crazy. a little cameo. Yeah, so we actually went to go shoot that. Me and Nice, it was just me and Nice and Adams Morgan. And I hit him. I hit a Mecca. Like he's like, "Yo, where are you?" I was like, "I'm in Adams Morgan." He's like, "Where?" I was like, "Outside of uh, Grand Central." Mm. And he's like, "You're lying. I'm in Grand Central right now." Oh my I was God. like, "Dude, we're shooting." get in the shop like we'll, we'll just figure it out so that's how that scene came but yeah so like every i mean everyone's had that like contemplative time and yeah, like sitting there totally. with a drink just trying to figure out their life or like what's happening and so i was just like scenes like that where it's like you could see it on my face like you know this something this guy's really thinking and yeah i was like i know you've been there and i feel like you you weren't really like you know a lot of times in r&b videos like there's so much like emotion on the guy's face yeah. and it, they're overacting. No. The girl is, you know, way Do it out of, yeah, yeah. no, but it was, <laughs> it was just very, very real. Yeah. And, uh, man, that was a, that came together real nice too. Thank you. That yeah. drone shot in the beginning. Ooh, love it. Great. The was... green on the trees. It was so vivid. And with the fog, like I felt oh, like yeah. everything came through. For yeah. His color correction game was getting crazy. Yeah. So yeah, the forest scene was dope. We had the fog machine. The like park people came thinking we were starting a fire. We were like, "No, we're just shooting video." They're like, "All right, cool, but like, be careful." Yeah, like, <laughs> all right, is everything okay? We're like, yeah, we're good. 
Um, <laughs> that was dope. But um, yeah, so like we actually got to pull it off. We didn't really spend that much money. We didn't have to go anywhere super crazy. Right. I know all the people in the video. Hmm. Like, it was just awesome that we could pull something off that looks that incredible with like the team. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I think I think it was a great success. So one of the things that I really wanted to ask you about was um, your vocal texture. You have a bunch of different voices. And I guess hearing your story about how you did everything yourself in the beginning, because you were the only one in the studio mm-hmm. and you didn't really need anybody's help because you could rap and sing and, and play the piano and all that stuff. I guess that's how you develop those voices. Yeah. So over time, like in different styles of music that I wanted to make, it's like, right, the John Legend was like all oh, the smooth, yeah. like hold these notes out, sing that beautifully, right? Then I went into my little like 16 years old, wanted to be Lil Wayne. So yeah. I was like, eh, different, like change the voice up, trying to just yeah. rap hard. Then it was switched to like just trying to figure out how to blend the R&B mm-hmm. and hip hop. So it's like, you got to sing, but don't fully sing, but don't fully rap. And that's a different voice. And then just different songs come with different emotion. And it's like, you can't just always sound the same. You gotta, it's gotta be dynamic. So just over time, just the different songs I've written came with different voices. And then I just like store them like I know how to do them. It is almost like uh, Kendrick Lamar. He has a bunch of different voices he uses with different, Mm -hmm. different vibes and different um, like storylines and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just learned from him, learned from that. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, I just always wanted to make sense completely. Like, You can't hit people with like a random Eminem voice, but you're like singing a love song. It's like, right. it's got to make sense. I think that's kind of the issue with like, especially you see it a lot on these um, like singing contests, like The Voice or uh, mm-hmm. America's Got Talent or whatever. Uh, the person that belts the loudest almost always wins. Yeah. And it is like runs and, you know, vocal licks right off the cut, you yeah. know, without even, you're not even leading into it. It's like, okay, we're here. Yeah. we're here now. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, I can't sing like that. That's not, you know, what I can do. But, you know, you see those vocalists and they have so much talent, you know, they just don't have the tact yeah. with it. You know what I mean? I feel like you are very tactful in the way that you use your voice as an instrument in these tracks. Um, yeah, just, I think it's just the time. Like how long I had to just learning, you know, like some songs have written and been like, why are you screaming this whole thing? Or like, why are you so soft right now when you're saying something passionate? It's like, you just have to learn when to use the power, when to use the sultry, like when, when to do what. And I think that just took time. So, Have you taken uh, vocal training at all or are you just self-taught? Uh, I did like a year of vocal training when I was like 10 mm-hmm. or 11 that was it i don't i didn't really i don't really like being taught how to do things with music just because i always felt like you're now influencing my thing like, mm. this is this is my thing right it's like let me figure it out and then it'll purely be mine like when right, i get right, to right. like the, you have ownership over yeah it's like yeah. no one can be like well i taught him and i was like no you didn't no nope, <laughs> like, that's me that's, that's me. All me i figured this out um on my own but uh yeah it's like it's all self-taught like i taught myself the drums tell myself how to use pro tools i just really like figuring things out on my own i think that especially in this day and age it is important for an artist to be well versed in in everything Mm -hmm. you don't have to be the professional at everything Mm -hmm. but knowing how to run a daw knowing how to play a few instruments knowing how to sing um and these days you gotta do you gotta be able to do a little bit of like video editing or Mm -hmm. like a little bit of photoshop like you really do have to be the complete yeah. package. And I look at you, I look at your Instagram, your website, all the graphics that you come up with, you and your team. It is very, the package is very enticing. Mm-hmm. It's not like, listen to my song and then put the phone in your ear. It's no. like, oh, this album cover is awesome looking. I want to click yeah. this. So yeah, again, that just took time and like figuring things out. But uh, teaching all these things myself, it's like, I don't ever want someone to be in control of the package like if i don't know how to like if i didn't know how to mix then when i send my things to an engineer and they send it back and i don't know how to i don't know what to tell you to change things like i don't know even know how you did that right then you're in control of how this end result is going to sound right but like i've been mixing my own stuff since 12 Mm -hmm. and i'm not you know i can't be like i'm a sound engineer but i do know i know enough that i can send you back a list of real edits of like, oh, no, like no 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 like change this yeah. do this with the reverb do this with the delay do this do this do this do this so that when the end result comes i'm like this is what i wanted it to sound like 
because I'm the one who has to be like, this is me. I wish more musicians were like you. I wish more artists were like you and take more ownership over what they got going on. Because if you, and this is, I guess, for anybody that's listening, when mix engineers jump into a mix without much direction, they're going to do it in their style. Yeah. You know, um, every engineer has a style. Every engineer has their own tricks and their own tendencies. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do the best that they can to make it sound good. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it goes back, if you as an artist don't have the knowledge set to pinpoint out, whoa, why is this mix so warm? I want it to mm -hmm. be crisper. And yeah. if you can't even do the basics like that, you're, there's going to be a lot of back and forth. For there's sure. going to be a lot of revisions. And then it's just heartache. Then the engineer doesn't want to work on it anymore. Yeah, it's like they're over you. It's like you're not even, you're like you don't even know what you're saying. You're not, there's no consistency. It's like you said you want this, but then I did that and you didn't even, like you didn't tell me the correct thing right. you're just right. saying things trying to get to your yeah. point so like yeah i'm just glad that like i spent all the, all those hours in the basement alone so like when i do go mix with people like in the the tape we're doing now like i actually sat in all the mixes oh, and i was nice. like this nope turn that down nope, right this so it's like when i walk out i don't feel like i'm gonna have to come right back here and do this all over again right right because you're you're set up for success when you're right there yeah Awesome, yeah. man. You mentioned John Legend is one of your inspirations, right? Sure. Early, early, early on. Yeah. Right. Who do you like these days? Who's inspiring to you? Maybe not a musician, but any inspiration in general? Um, for musicians, there's... So, like, my thing, again, my thing is whole, like, this has to be, like, a copy. Like, yeah. it has to be its own brand. But the people that look up to and be like, you're doing just, like, the incredible stuff that's, mm -hmm. like, next level. Travis Scott. Of course, Drake. We all know. Kendrick, Cole, like the greats, the people who are really like, you can't touch them because they've all created their own right. like world that when you get in there, it's like you already know what to expect, but every time you're still blown away. Then like there's some young people that I'm messing with like Smino, um, like Saba, like people who are doing their own new thing. And mm -hmm. it's like, I'm just trying to join that camp of like up and coming, up and coming. This is killers. all new. Yeah, yeah. Just like you can't touch them. That's a really interesting thing that you just said about how those artists like Kendrick and Drake and, and uh, Travis Scott, they create a world mm -hmm. and then you jump in there and it is really like stepping into their, their world or their country Yeah, and all their songs are, I mean, a lot of times they're really different, but you know where you're it's in, coming yeah, from. Yeah, you know where you're at. Man, that's a... That's such yeah. a cool way to describe it. I've never uh, I've never thought about it like that. That's so insightful. Yeah, so I'm just trying to build a world right now. Yeah, man. Um, and you're doing it. You got a mixtape coming out? Yes, sir. Uh, the Cornerstone. It's been a while in the making. I've done it. I think this is the third time that like I've made it and then about to put it out and it's like scrapped it. Who's scrapping it? You? Me. Yeah, for sure. Why? Um, I just, it wasn't what i wanted it to be like it's been so the cornerstone is like a cornerstone of a building it's like the foundation that first block so this is me like being like this is the first block of this thing i'm gonna build so it has to be correct because if the foundation isn't sturdy then this building's gonna fall apart so i've gotten to the end thinking i had it right sat there through listening session after listening session and then one day i'm just like this isn't it whoa and it's like we're gonna start again Man, and that's got to be like months of work, years of work. Years now. We're on, I think, year three now. So, like, the team Man. has been, yeah, they've, you know, they love me, so they let me live. But I know they've been like, dude, we, we, we've planned this to the, it's like supposed to drop two weeks from now, and you're saying no. It's like, yeah, man. No. So, what, what's, <laughs> what specifically was the reason for that? Um, one of the first times I didn't like like the packaging. I didn't like like the cover. We didn't have the cover right. We didn't have the marketing plan right. It was right. like this is gonna be a SoundCloud drop and nothing's gonna happen. We didn't put all this time in just for this to go unnoticed. Second time, the mixing wasn't right. It just wasn't like good enough. And like, this was the guy that did the mix for Euphoria or no, a different guy? Different guy. Different guy. I was like a year and a half ago, two years ago. I mean, you and don't then, have to put him on black. No, no, no. Yeah. No, and like, <laughs> yeah. that's my boy. And he's gotten much better. It was just like, we were just younger. And like, yeah, yeah, we, were sure. all, we were all learning. And sure. it was just like, as much as this is good for like where we are right now, this isn't good for like. Good enough for copy. Yeah. That's, I can't, I can't accept this. Like, I'm, I won't put this out and be proud. As right. proud as I'd have to be to be like, this is the beginning. And some of the songs just weren't as good. Now that I'm here and like writing, like I hadn't made Euphoria. I hadn't made, you know, some of the songs I've written now. And it's like. 
all right, well, you can do this. So some of these songs that aren't up to par with where you're at now, you got to cut them. So, so, like, so was that like, are you going back and re-recording them or are you just scrapping the songs in general? Cut. They wow. just vaulted. Like, all right, these, these are cool, but like, it's not it. Dude, so, you are cutthroat, man. Gotta be. Gotta be. Because if, if I don't do the quality control, who is? Like, no one's going to tell me. Like, I'm also like kind of stubborn. So like, who's going to tell me like, this isn't it, bro. Like, I'm not listening yeah. to you. So like, it has to come from me. Right. And I have to be like super critical. So that when it gets to the end, if I'm the one who's going to be like, yeah, we did this, I did this, and it's good, like it has to be good then. So it's like, if you took that responsibility, you have to, you have to kill it. You have to kill it. Man. Execute every time. So on the third time, what was the, what was the, the issue? Third, or was it just more? This, I think this, this is the third oh, time. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. So this is the third, like, so, this is the corner. So, oh yeah. And it was going to be an EP before. Uh-huh. And then I was like, no, like we took too long. I've written more songs. We can make it work. So wrote more songs that made a new tape. So I cut some of the, cut like four songs, four or five songs from it. Wrote a couple, cut some of those, <laughs> wrote like five more for this tape. And then I was like, yes, this this flows exactly how I want it to flow. This makes sense. Now let's mix it to perfection and let's figure out how we're going to, drop it like Whoa. let's roll out so that's where we're at right now man close though it's that coming is real, uh, real soon that is really a that's really admirable that you're able to take years worth of work and just go no it's not good enough i think i think that level of i guess attention and care because no one cares about music more than the musician right yeah no one cares more about their work than the artist. And for you to just kill your baby like that because you know it's not good enough. Yeah. And that's almost like an ego check too, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you spend all this time thinking something's awesome. And then just when, like, then it hits you, like, you'll get out of the fog. Like, it really isn't. Like, you know you're good, but this isn't your best. Wow. So why put it out to just two months from now I'll be listening and be like ah so I don't I don't want to ever have that feeling like I can do that in the studio by myself right write a song and be like eh, and then move on but like if I put it in the world like I don't want anyone else to look at me and be like eh. so you are a perfectionist for sure yeah when it comes to music it's like for sure wow. for sure so for Cornerstone it is almost done you are almost right there yeah what are you waiting on um a couple mixes right now uh, we were at like we had gotten like quote unquote the final mix and then I got another like no yeah this 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 right um, so waiting on those and then really just playing the rollout and getting the the branding of it together like mm. the cover art figuring out how we're going to promote it figuring out which videos we're going to do how we're going to do those and then so that's all in the works we like have the plan it's been pushed back a little bit because of certain things but it's is this year it's coming pretty oh, soon this year? for sure 100 oh nice and i actually low-key just can't wait to like put it out and be like all right cornerstone done so with with the graphics and the design and all that stuff um i'm sure you're also a part of that too for sure um shout out to Mecca. he's definitely uh like the brand manager so like we sit down and figure out how we're gonna make everything look how it makes sense for copy as a brand and then the bigger picture um, but yeah, I have to like again. No one can be in control of my vision because I, I can't like it'll be your vision, and then yeah. it's like that's cool. You can do your thing, but this is my thing. So like, I have to have my hands on everything, man, so that I can be like, this I'm mine. Ha- this is mine. Yeah, yeah, it's like this is mine. I respect. I that. appreciate you. Yeah, but like, this has to be mine because I put too much time sure. to let you take the reins now. And. <laughs> You said that you had uh, a couple more already in the already in the works. Uh yeah. So the the next EP is like ninety percent written. I just have like random verses and some songs I haven't finished, but that's done. I like yeah. Uh, so we're gonna I'm gonna start making that um, pretty soon. And I start and I have like a bunch of I'm not gonna call them throwaways, but like singles to drop in between those. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty much done and i'm starting to work on the 
tape I'm gonna drop after the second EP. Oh wow! So how many tracks are on the on uh, on the cornerstone? Uh, right now they're ten. Okay, so it's. I have to look. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you don't cut anymore. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, we'll we'll see if it makes it. What makes it to the drop? Um, Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned is that you put together songs that make sense with each other. Yeah. Explain that a little bit more. Um. So, I don't always write like that. Like you know, some every song just what the beat tells me. But when it's like, are we have to make a project? It's like these songs don't all have to be about the same thing. Or have the exact same vibe, but like the overall message or the overall like feel of it has to be consistent. So it's like the first song won't sound anything like the last song, but the first song and the last song will sound like they were supposed to be heard together. Yeah. So even in the cornerstone, like uh, there's different stories, like different situations I'm talking about, but they all show like who is Kabi. Like the cornerstone is like the beginning of who is this artist and why is he do the things he does so it's a consistent message of just like oh this is who i am this is why i am the way i am these are the things i've been through here it's yeah. like a, it's like an album of like like self-realization almost you're like yeah, kind of telling everybody who you are yeah so it's it's almost like a concept album because you have that one thought behind all the tracks mm-hmm. i like stuff like that yeah is it one of those uh albums where you need to listen to it in order um the first time you should listen to it in order because the way i wrote it is like one it's a feel so like it starts starts at a peak and then like you go down and then you come back up so story arc yeah um but that's more just like sonically it's not really like the messages of every song does that but yeah it should definitely listen to from front to back and then pick your favorites and then it's all good but the first time you'll you'll feel it you'll be like this was riding and then it's like ooh, like sit down think for a second right it's like but it's all right we riding it's cool we i out. like that <laughs> i like that i like i like it when artists are very intentional with everything they do and i like the way that you're explaining things i can tell that that's the way that you approach it as well yeah like the order of the tracks just the way that you're so judicious with what makes it and what gets cut and even being able to like bail on you know years of work just because it's not good enough man it takes that kind of dedication to make it. Yeah. I think you have it, dude. Thanks, bro. For sure. Thank you. Um, so what is what is the next step for you? Other than the the upcoming projects and stuff, is this gonna be your career? Or is this just a hobby? No, it's gonna be my career. Um, like right now, right? I have a nine to five, I have a job, gotta sure. pay bills and stuff, but like that's not it for me. And I know that. Like I wasn't built to be a nine to five guy. Mm-hmm. I could do it, but I would never be happy. And I refuse to live my life just like, yeah, that w- I wish, I wish. It's like, no, nah, we're going to make it happen. So yeah, music's 100% going to be my career. It's just staying focused, staying dedicated because it's like things, you know, great things don't come easy. And you know, like I'm 26 and I've been doing this since I was 12. I remember being 19, like somebody should sign me. I'm good enough. It's like, maybe I was, but it didn't happen. And it's like 21, somebody should sign me. 23 and it's like it's all it's like god's plan it's like don't even worry about that right it'll come when it comes and maybe you weren't ready then maybe you know you wouldn't have made it you would have been a flash in the pan because you didn't have the focus you have you didn't you weren't as good as you are now you didn't know how to present yourself like you do now so it's like just stay focused on being as great as possible and then it'll happen and then when it does happen i'll be ready are you looking for a deal is that the end goal for you uh no my end goal is just reaching the world, bringing the music to every person I can. That's obviously easier when you are signed. But if it, if we went the indie route and it worked, I would do that because that's way more money. And yeah. That's, yeah, you don't have I'll, to pay anybody back. Yeah, yeah, so I'll do that too. It's like whatever. We're going to do it indie until it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. or until someone else makes another situation make sense. But I'm, I, it's all about just getting the music out. Yeah, I think I think when artists start to focus too much on paychecks, that's when a lot of their creativity starts to suffer. For sure. Because yeah. that's when someone's paying you to do what they want you to do. Not or what what, not what you want to do. So it's when you can get a deal where it's like, this is what I want to do, and you guys support that. It's like, you're just like, yeah, man, whatever you're going to do, we know it's going to work, so mm-hmm. here. 
if I can get that, then I'd do it. But if it's not that, then like I don't, hmm. I don't want it. No compromise. No. After all, now all this, yeah. like no, yeah. <laughs> there's no way. It's not your style either. Yeah, it's like, it's no, definitely no, not no. your style. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> so recently, you performed live at the Songbird, which is a, a venue in Adams Morgan. And one of the things that I noticed about your performance, I was watching the videos. You are so happy to be on that stage, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't, you can't contain it. Yeah. Uh, performance, probably like my favorite part of mm -hmm. being an artist. It's like the most rewarding. You know, like it's awesome when you finish a song and you love it and it's, it's dope. But like seeing people react to the thing you made and like seeing their faces and seeing people sing along, it's just like. Yes, like this. This is why. Right. This is exactly why. And like I don't know, I've just always been on stage, so like it's comfortable. I like being in the position of like I have the mic now, so <laughs> you can't. There's nothing you're gonna tell me. Right. I can't even hear you. Right. So it's, like, <laughs> it's my turn. That's awesome. So like yeah, it's definitely like my favorite part of being an artist. Right. And um, but yeah, Songbird was like just an incredible. Like, it was, like, I've never had, I've opened for a bunch of people, done, like, showcases or talent shows or battles or whatever. And, like, they're all dope. I love it. But, like, it was my show. And, like, I never had that. I never had that many people show up just to see me do my thing. And it was, like, you're not, and they weren't all, like, my friends. It was, like, a, like my friends were there for sure. But, yeah. like, a lot of those people I'd never seen before in my life. Never awesome. talked to them. And I was, like, well, how do you even know? It's like, like, oh, I saw this. I saw this. I heard this. And I'm, like, wow. It's this like dope. gratification. Yeah, it's like keep going. Yeah. Because this is only gonna get bigger. So like don't trip. Yeah. Just keep going. Um, that part in the beginning when you when you tee up uh need it yeah. and you ask the people to sing and then right at that part everybody sings along and then I you lost were, it. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it. I was I it was like I was it was it was incredible. I was like, if you know it, sing it. I don't know all you guys, so I don't know if you know it. Right. But like if you do and I was just like, I know just why you call yeah. it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, that was that was incredible. That was like one of the, that was like one of the happiest moments of like of my life for real so far because it was like. Well, it is. I mean, you've been doing this for over a decade. You know, yeah. writing, mastering your craft really, and that is almost like a peak where all that you've worked for, you see the result of it right there because yeah. music in the end is your way of showing the world what's inside of you as mm -hmm. an artist. And they are resonating with it, man. And yeah. I'm resonating with it too. I listened to your Maybe. music all week and I was like, man, not only, aside from the fact that it sounds good and it's produced well and the visuals are good, mm -hmm. the music itself is, is good. Thank you. And the writing is good and the melody is good. And I, I think you should be super proud, man. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I am now, you know. I am now. I'm proud of like us, like the team and like all the people that stuck by me through all the scraps and all right. the all the hours, all the time. Like being in my friend's house, it's like three AM, you gotta go to sleep, but like I'm not done. You're just yeah. like, do your thing, bro. Like all those people, like I'm just I'm proud of us and I'm just excited because I know we didn't come this far to stop. It's only gonna keep going. Do you feel like where you are right now is like the beginning of kind of like a huge trajectory for you and your music career? Yeah. I feel like like it's like the cornerstone. It's like we're setting up the beginning, and then once we get out of here, it's like we're never coming back. All all these talks of like the dreams is gonna be what we do, and so like this is the beginning. I can see like the little things happening, like random people reaching out, the different connections I'm making. It's like this was not happening a year ago when I wasn't putting out music. I was just quietly working. It's like people are like it's growing. So again, like don't get hype. Don't you know? Don't become a hype beast and like get all excited when one yeah. thing happens is like just stay focused on the end and the end is much bigger than this so like every step is just a step be grateful but stay focused yeah consistency they say is king yeah, yeah. for sure so how important like these days with social media um content is so cheap you mm -hmm. know what i mean there's like anybody can put out anything mm -hmm. at any time and everybody does, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So how do you set your stuff apart so it doesn't get lost in, uh, you know, the myriad of SoundCloud rappers and all of that? How do you make sure that you stand out? Um, I think it's quality. It's like, you know, you're never going to, not never, but like 
for right now, like, right? We don't have a label. We don't have anyone who's just going to funnel a bunch of money into, like, it's on everybody's screen. So it's like every time someone does come across it, it has to look just way better than anything else you're seeing from someone in my position. So it's like when you hear the music, you have to be like, who... Who record? Where are you recording? How? Yeah. Who made this? And then it's like us. <laughs> but yeah. and then when you see the visuals, it's like, yo, who who's doing this? And it's like, yo, it's us. So like yeah. you're like, yo, are, do you know these people? Like how? Like are who's like who's fu- who's funding you? And it's like, dog, no one, man, it's us. Yeah. So that you know, if we do it now, when we're in the, you know, I'm still in the mix with all these other people mm-hmm. because we don't have, we are all at the same resource level. But like somebody who has the resources is gonna peep that like this is consistently quality wise better than all that. So like pay attention. Right. And then once once we're out of there, once I leave that mix of people, it's like we're not going back. <laughs> yeah, man. I I get a lot of mixes from a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm friends with a lot of musicians, and um, people ask me to critique mixes and stuff. And when uh, Ameke showed me. Your song, it was, I think it was, I mean, don't put him on blast if uh, if he wasn't supposed to do this, but he showed me Euphoria before it was Oh, no, yeah, it's cool. He told me. <laughs> um, and I was listening to it. I was like, right away, I was like, oh, because I, I'm a cynic mm-hmm. no matter what. So when he was like, oh, let me show you this. I'm like, oh, okay, it's right. going to be one of those. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, no, that's right? what everyone, like, yeah. that's why I don't even, yeah, that's why I don't even like doing the, like, like oh, yeah, I'm a musician. Everyone's like, oh, oh you know, you're a okay, rapper, right, word. Yeah. And then, like, that, but, like, I like the, like, yeah, let me play this. And then they're like, wait. Yeah, no, no, that, <laughs> that's what it was like. And I don't even think it was the final mix. Yeah. But we put it up and I was like, oh, okay. So this is, not only does it sound significantly different than a lot of stuff out there Mm -hmm. um it was so well produced but the thing that really stood out to me more than anything was the vocals like you know how to sing and that's rare like people think man people think you jump on the melodyne or use auto tune anyone can sing and you do use a little bit of it but as an effect which Mm -hmm. i think is the key difference yeah you know but yeah i was like dude this guy can sing Ever since I heard it, I was like, I want to talk to this guy because I want to see what sets him apart from everybody else. Mm. Because I do listen to a lot of trash on Instagram oh, yeah. and, and all that stuff. That's out there. <laughs> and now I know why, man. You are definitely a step above when it comes to your quality control and the amount of heart and just the, the dedication you have to even even scrap a project twice to make sure it's right. Yeah. Man, now I understand. I'm trying to separate from the pack. You yeah. Know? You got to do some you gotta extreme do stuff right? to do that. Right. You know? As a as a quote-unquote independent artist, right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the struggles that you have to deal with? I mean, first, money. Yeah. You know, everything everything we create, stuff, at the end of the day, you got to pay somebody to do it. Right. Um, not all the time. Some of them, like, those are my brothers, so, like, they just be holding me down a lot. But, like, they're doing amazing work and they deserve to be paid yeah. they just know the position i'm in so yeah. like we just work it out so like yeah if i just had a bunch of money we could do a lot of stuff we could go a lot of places that we I can't just like up and leave mm. um you know you could pay for all this promotion you know pay people to post your stuff like yeah. it could easily get i mean that's what labels do so like it'd be you know it'd be in a lot more in front of a lot more people if i had a lot more money but it's fine to just do it grassroots because well, this now, is or, it's organic, man. Yeah. So like everyone that's a fan of me is like actually a fan of me. Yeah. Like they, I haven't, I haven't like paid bought you or you haven't bought, yeah. I haven't bought anybody's yeah. attention. So are you every, buying them with your music and, yeah. and, and the look and everything? Yeah. So, yeah. So like, I like that too. So like the fan base, you know, it's still small. We're growing, but like, it's loyal. Like yeah. they, they're really riding with me. You were, um, you were on a radio station. I watched the interview with, uh, uh, oh, versus yeah, yeah. Uh, little Baker Bear. Yeah, yeah. And then she was like, "I said your name wrong," and then all your fans <laughs> put her on blast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like a small example of how your hard work resulted in like something. Mm-hmm. Like your fans are that rabid. Yeah, yeah. I heard <laughs> we were on the radio. I heard it, and I was like, "Yeah." I mean, that happens all the time. People are like Kobe. I'm, yeah. I don't get mad. But then, well, you can't get mad. At yeah, me. I'm exactly. It's like, <laughs> yo, dude, you think I'm the girl? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But then when I heard some of the people being like, yeah, it's Kavi, by the way. Yeah, it's Kavi, by the way. And like people were texting me like, she got your name wrong. I'm telling her. I was like, yo, yo, it's lit. It's yeah, it's all right, guys. Like, it's cool. But secretly you're like, that's the best. Yeah, it's awesome. I was like, I wasn't going to tell her, but like, yeah, it's lit. Yeah. Is Kavi your real name? Uh, it's not the government, but like, it's my name. Like, that's what my parents have called me my whole life. Um, I didn't like my real name growing up because I only heard it when moms was yelling at me. <laughs> so it was like a thing for a while. It was like, do not call me that. But it's cool now. I'm older now, so it's all good. But like, nah, it's that's like my that's my your name. name. Yeah, that's yeah. my name. Like, um, I guess I should have asked stuff like this in the beginning. But I, I like I like conversations just that just go flowing. circle around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, where are you from? Uh, I was born in D.C. Grew up in Springfield, Virginia. But both my parents are from Ghana, so like. We're very Ghanaian in my crib. And you went you went back recently? Yeah, I was just there uh, a week ago. How um, was that? It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The last time I was there, I was 12. You don't really remember too much when uh, you Yeah, I mean, I remember. I remember being, like, I remember just being, like, kind of bored and being, like, why is everything dirty? Like, why? why? Like, where's McDonald's? Like, what's going right, on? Right. Like, let's go home. But this time I was, like, I didn't want to leave. I was, like... I actually can understand the culture. I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm just older. I just get it more. But then Ghana's grown so much from what I remember. Mm-hmm. It's just it's nicer. It's moving. Business is booming. I, you can see the cities. It's like, yo, this place is dope. Yeah. And then I have family out there I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Like aunties were looking at me like, who who is this man? It's You're like, so hey, it's now. me. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's me. I had to see my grandma. Hadn't seen her, oh, wow. you know what I mean, since I was little. That was amazing. It was just incredible. It was too short. The trip was only like 11 days. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, I got to stay. But, you know. Did you show them your music? Yeah. Uh, they loved it. So my grandma, was, she's like 96. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we were talking and she's like, you still, you're still singing, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, do you have any music? I was like, yeah. I played her Need It. She just like hopped up out the chair, started oh, dancing. Nice. Like we got it on video. It was dope. I was like, wow, this is, that's my grandma for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was dope. Uh, I actually met with some people. Um, they have like this MTV Jams type station called Foresight TV. Mm-hmm. I met with the CEO, played in my music. He was like, dude, you're. He'd had the whole like, yeah, 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 I'll talk to this kid. And then I played the music. He was like, oh, 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 <laughs> all right, so let's work something now. So like, we're going to, we're working something now with them. Cool. Try to get some videos up on their site. Just, awesome. I'm definitely trying to go back and like, I don't know how I'll figure it out, but Ghana got to be on the list of places i'm at i think as people get older they want to reach back to their roots more Mm -hmm. i found that as i as i got older i wanted to find out more about my heritage Mm -hmm. and my roots um yeah i think that just comes with with age because a lot of times we're we're trying to push that away um you know, as yeah, as yeah. children of immigrants, you yeah, want to be wanna American. Be American. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely my definitely yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, like don't call me my my government name. Yeah, like I'm copy. Yeah, I'm trying to act like this. I look like this. I'm not dressing in that stuff. Right, I'm not right. eating that stuff no more. And right. it's like that's who you are. Yeah. Like in the, the day, like yeah, you you were raised in American. I am an American, but like both of your parents are born and raised in Ghana. Like yeah. you know, you were raised Ghanaian. Doesn't yeah. matter where you was at. Like you are Ghanaian. Yeah. So like. But yeah, I just gotta. I want to go back. That's awesome. You know, actually, when I went, when I was going to um, Berkeley out in Boston, mm-hmm. um, one of my friends was from Ghana, and he didn't speak English all that well. Like he okay. was born there, and okay. he lived in. He didn't live in a main city. He lived in a in a village, village. and based off of the strength of his hand percussion skills, he oh, got wow. a full ride. Oh whoa! Yeah, his name was Blavi. Lovely. Yeah, and um, I guess in his village they do uh, scarring, ceremonial mm-hmm. scarring. So he had these crazy scars on his face. Oh, um, whoa! But he was he was a sweetheart, man. He was like one of the nicest guys I ever knew. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that's, wild. that's, that's my kind of story. My, that's my kind of story. <laughs> Shout out Blavi. Yeah, shout out Blavi. Man, <laughs> killer hand percussionist. He That's played wild. Yeah. Oh yeah, we saw we saw like a percussionist group when we were out there. They were doing like folklore. Mm. Um, but I was just sitting there like, 
this is crazy. Like, how are you? How is this such a full sound? And it's just drums. Yeah. Like all just percussion. Yeah, and they have like diff, uh, drums with like different intonations. Mm-hmm. They fill it out almost like a string section. Yeah, it was really like an orchestra of just yeah. drums. And I was like, dude, this is, this is crazy. Do you think you're ever going to add some Ganyan elements into your production? Or have you? Uh, I haven't really. Like, not consciously. I've done things with like, you know, the Congos and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, working with like Manny, he's Nigerian, so like we okay. we un- we that's like, we understand that stuff, but we it wasn't really conscious. It just kind of like, right. well, that's dope. Keep it. Oh, okay. Um, but now after going and like even with talking with the the CEO of Foresight, he was like, I'm gonna look, link you with some of my producers, and they do like Afro beats. And I've had cousins who live out there. They're like, I've been telling you to do Afro beat music for that long. I'm like, but it's not me. But it's like, we'll make it you. Figure it out. Yeah, and that's that's a thing, right? Yeah. Make it yours. Yeah, just like, just do it your way. And yeah. I was like, yeah, well, so like now I want to actually try my hand at it, mm. you know, just make sure it doesn't come off, you know, phony. Yeah, or cheesy. Yeah, or cheesy yeah. or like, dude, you can go sing your R&B. <laughs> I, think, I think that's important too, though, to stretch yourself as a artist and as mm-hmm. a singer. Like, put yourself in, in uncomfortable positions. I think... Yeah. That's where people grow the most. For sure. Physically and mentally and creatively, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's a cool idea, dude. Kavi's yeah. version of Afrobeat, I yeah, think that'd I'm be gonna, dope. Yeah, I'm going to figure it out, man. Yeah. Get a couple tracks together. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been talking for a minute. Is there anything else that you wanted to bring up and say? I mean, just stay tuned. We got a lot coming. Yeah. Um, where can people reach you? People can reach me social media at Young Lit Show on IG and Twitter, Facebook. I'm pretty sure it's Kabi Music. I'll check, but yeah, I think it's Kabi Music on Facebook. Um, email it's contactkabi at gmail.com. If you want to collab, feature, whatever, just hit us up. Like I'm down to talk to everybody. I'm just trying to get out in the world. So nice. Hit me up. Yeah, man. Well, I'm really glad we had this conversation. Me it too, is man. refreshing to see someone take music so seriously um i can't wait i can't wait for the cornerstone to come out i'm gonna cop it i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna listen to it and just to see you talking about music and your creativity you're so happy to do it man and that's such a joy too to see someone so happy with where they are and what they're doing even though it's hard and even though it's a struggle Mm -hmm. i mean you wouldn't have it any other way right man there's beauty in the struggle We'll get it. We'll get out of it. We won't always be struggling. And then I'll look back and be like, yeah, those were great times. It's worth it. It was worth it. So you just got to make it through. Man. Hey, thanks for coming. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. Kabi. Yes, sir. We out here. And there you have it. The eighth episode of the Lucha Lounge podcast is in the books. Uh, once again, I had a great time talking to Kabi, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to find out a little more about him and about his upcoming mixtape, The Cornerstone, you can check him out on Instagram at Young Lit Show. That's Y-O-U-N-G-L-I-T-S-H-O-W. And just to give you guys a little taste, here is a track off the upcoming mixtape, Euphoria. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Certain, put the gun down. Yeah. Ooh, act out. See them bitches hating on you right now. See them niggas faking like they hostile. Let's make them jelly, pull my honey, poke your ass out. Looking like a chocolate sundae on a summer night. Attitude on frigid body, sizzling, show you right. Or maybe you did wrong, but you ain't dead and gone. So you still need to be just from a G like me, girl. Come on, home. No angel wings, your angel dust to take a puff, it takes my drugs. We ain't high enough, we climbing up, the skies above, there ain't no rush, the climbing's love, I've wisened up, it's dangerous, the kind of love. Freaks of mine at night.